Welcome to the Art of Light podcast. I'm Kanika. I'm a meditation teacher and host. My purpose with this podcast is to share tips on how you can start creating a better life simply by playing with your imagination. You can heal past pain and traumas, and you can create the high vibration life that you wanted simply by being in a kid's space and just playing a little bit. So let's dive straight in. Hi, Natalie. It is so nice to see you. You've been really inspirational to me because I've seen you as a teacher. I've obviously worked with you as well. It's just really great. And today I just get to chat with you normally around your journey. So I'm just excited about that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> welcome for coming to the podcast. Really appreciate your time as well. Thank you so much. So what actually happened? How did you start on your meditation journey? I have explored meditation throughout my life on and off, various types of meditation, but never in a way that really stuck until really until I started this journey into clairvoyant meditation. In order to understand that, I would have to go back to 2017 or even 2016, where okay. I woke up one morning and had this idea that I needed to move to Bali. And it was never on my bucket list. It wasn't something that I even was considering as a place to visit. It was just this very clear message. And then over the preceding months or the following months, rather, there were a series of events that led me there. So I actually ended up moving there. And then when I went there, I had some extra time. I don't know if it was just also the environment as well. It was very open and accepting and supportive of that type of work. And so I started to get into meditation. And that's when I fell on to clairvoyant meditation and mm. continued ever since. Awesome. Awesome. So how did Bali come up? Was Bali in a dream? Did you hear Bali? Did it was Bali in a dream, actually. And I was at a point where I wanted something different. I wanted a big change. I wanted a change of environment. And I had always had goals, ideas to go deeper and look within and you know find out the things that I truly love and enjoy and maybe look at some themes in my life as well and get some clarity on them. So everything just came together and led me there and then consequently led me to the clairvoyant work. Crazy because at the time you've just moved your life, you moved all the way to Bali, and then there you are. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, really crazy, but so good. Yeah, okay. I'll share maybe before I dive into you as well around my meditation journey. So, mine was very different, and now that I look back, I'm thankful at it almost because my life was just crashing. Like I was just depressed. I really wanted to even end my life. The only problem was problem or thing was that I had my little child. He was two years old at the time. And I was like, okay, can't do that. So I really had to find a way to live when I didn't know anything. Life wasn't good for me. And so I explored some opportunities and I found some teachers and I found this teacher online and then continued my growth afterwards. But then that's how meditation happened for me. It was literally like a way to breathe. I couldn't have done anything. It was the only way that would settle me down. And I kept meditating. It was more 
okay, I've got a little bit more control in my life. Now I can do this. I've got a little bit more breathing space. And then eventually, as I practice and practice, just became better. And I had more room for myself. <laughs> so can you remember a few points in your journey where you did something very early on and you felt like, oh, this is working. Like I need to continue this. How did you get that validation? I have to say the very first class I took, I was just exploring it and I wasn't really sure what it was and I didn't quite understand how it worked, but it was the first time I ever truly explore the concept of grounding, creating mm -hmm. a grounding cord. And when I sensed that release, it was like this epiphany. Like it was this moment like, oh, I don't need to hold on to other people's energy. I can actually let it go. What is this grounding? Like it was very powerful, just that one act. So I would have to say yeah. right from the beginning, it just completely floored me that first of all, it was possible to do something like that and that it was so simple and yet so effective and provided a lot of calm and focus in my life just with that one tool. Mm -hmm. I love grounding too. I think amongst all the tools, it's probably one of my favorite tools, just grounding and there's just so much to it. So I've actually written an ebook on it but to me, how I understand grounding, to explain to the listeners, is grounding is just a connection from us to the center of the earth. Yeah. And the earth really supports us all the time. Earth gives us food, gives us water, gives us place to live. Without the earth, we wouldn't be there. <laughs> mm -hmm. So grounding is just that connection that happens. And that's how we release the excess charge. All we're doing is we're just having that connection and whatever is not working, whatever is not serving us, we're just able to ground. And I personally, I don't need to know what I'm grounding. If it's not working for me, I don't need to know it. I need to see it. I can just ground it. <laughs> so what do you ground? How do you work with grounding? I use grounding all the time. Fast forward to today, it's, it is like breathing. As you mentioned, meditation is like breathing. It's just a, a seamless part of my day. But even in the beginning, it was really important to me. So I set the intention to take a few minutes each day to work with one tool. And then later I learned other tools as well. And I made it part of a morning practice. And then I would also do it in the evening and I started to notice how it affected my day and how it helped me end off my day and clear my day. And then I kept going and kept going because it, it felt good. It felt really, really mm. good. So totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like when I do the grounding and I do it with other students as well, and you can just see the relaxation that they have, like you can just see it from their face. You can feel the energy yeah. <laughs> shift as well. Yeah. And it's very funny because it is very simple. Like you say, all it is, it's just a connection between us and the earth. And we just imagine it, however, whatever shape and form we want that. So it's really good. But I've had fun since then, just trying to sometimes ground random things like grounding my wallet, grounding the car sometimes if I'm going on a drive. Whenever I feel nervous about something, we feel in this world that it's got to be very complicated. If something is effective, it's got to be like you take 10 steps and you do this and then you do yeah. that. And then that's something. 
But grounding is simply just thinking that there's a connection. So there's a connection from your car to the center of the earth. And then whatever energy is there, it just drains off. <laughs> when I've done that, I've noticed like changes and I've noticed that maybe the drive will go smoother. Have you had experiences like that? Oh, yes. With As you're speaking, I'm thinking of so many experiences that I've had. Some are more than dramatic than others. One of the more dramatic ones was, again, going back to Bali. And when I was starting this work and starting this exploration of meditation and using these tools, uh, there was the volcano that was asleep for over 45 years decided to wake up. So there were eruptions. <laughs> Never experienced that. <laughs> and then a few months after that, there was a 6.5 earthquake, which I had never experienced in my life prior to being there. So those are some pretty dramatic examples of when I used my grounding to keep me centered in my body and help me release anything that was uncomfortable in my space. But I also ground things as well, like my day. I'll mm -hmm. just ground something simple, going into class to teach or just going out and doing some errands. It can be very simple. Also, if I've had difficult conversations or I know that there's a challenging conversation that I need to have with someone, I will ground that conversation before it happens. It's a very practical tool. As you were saying, I just remembered that I've just moved my job transition to a new role. And before I was moving, I had this job which just needed a lot of time from me. It was just really busy. And also I could see that my manager really wanted me to work and I was thinking, okay, I need to have a new role because this isn't working for me, but I wanted that relationship to go on very smoothly and that transition to happen very smoothly. So just like you said, I would just sit down and I would just think, okay, I'm grounding that whole conversation with him. And it was amazing when I finally did the conversation with him it was almost as if there was just no charge to it. He was truly supportive. He was like, yes, I wish you all the best. And in fact, I was telling him, oh, I really feel bad that I'm leaving you when you don't have another person to take the space. So don't worry about it. You're doing really well. All the good words said thank you. It was just amazing. And all I did was I just grounded the situation. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Have there been other things that you've done or any example that you'd like to elaborate around grounding? Or maybe even just talk about your day. How do you notice the day shift, like when you ground it or when you don't ground it, when you forget to ground? I notice it quite dramatically, actually. An example is I teach, I'm an educator as well as a meditation teacher. And so when I start my day, I will ground the day. I will ground my classroom and all of the steps there related to the course of my day. The times that I forget, I do notice that things are a little more lively, <laughs> a little more <laughs> ungrounded, where there's some surprises or perhaps there is overexcitement in the classroom or colleagues are very energetic or something comes up around that but then when I ground it it's almost like this sense of calm everything just feels like it comes down and it's to the point where and of course I don't talk about this in the context mm -hmm. of my teaching however 
I've had colleagues come into the room and say before, oh, it feels so good in here on the days <laughs> when I've grounded the room and set the energy for the room and they want to stay and hang out. So that's validation for me that the grounding is working. <laughs> yep yep I can totally relate to that mm -hmm. like when I hold the classroom sessions which I'm actually stopping now is that's what I notice when people come in they'll have the class they'll enjoy the class and then it's so grounded and so safe and comfortable for them that they almost don't want to leave this is true <laughs> and they're just there because you're holding it for them but then grounding is just so simple mm -hmm. which is why I want to share it with the world as well anybody can do it if there was one takeaway from any of this I would say it would be grounding grounding is pivotal and has so many applications and can really change the course of your life in a lot of ways oh it does mm -hmm. it does like when my son hasn't slept well just grounding his room grounding him when you're having an argument grounding that when there's a busy line of people and you want to do something grounding them, anything and there's no harm to it yeah but do you always have to sit down and meditate before you ground no actually I explored this in a workshop that I gave several years ago as well I wanted to explore using these tools and grounding as one of them in a way that could just seamlessly go throughout my day so I actually do meditate on the subway not with my eyes closed in some sort of trance. <laughs> so it's happening, but I'm just going about my day. I will be walking and I will use the tool quickly. Or if I notice something's coming and say it's a person or there's something happening at work or just out on the street, I will check in with my grounding, among other tools, eyes open throughout my day. So it's very practical. I think a lot of times when people look at this type of work or consider this type of work, they think that they have to have all these special circumstances or the perfect environment where there's the right ambience, completely silent, going into a trance-like state for hours on end. And it, the truth <laughs> is that you can access these things in your daily life. You don't exactly. need anything special. They're actually there to be used that way in a practical, everyday way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I totally appreciate you saying that because when I started meditating, my son was about two, maybe two and a half. So I just did not have any time. The only quiet time I had was when he went to sleep mm -hmm. and I was co-sleeping with him. So I was lying down on the bed and I was in a dark room. Yes, it was quiet, but it was not the perfect position to learn. <laughs> any yeah. tools but yet that was the only quiet time I could have it was not the morning it was whatever time he was so I would just sit down no lie down and then that's how I learned to ground so my feet were not even on the ground and I remember my teacher at the time saying can you do it another way I'm like this is the only way I can manage or nothing so that's how I did it and it actually works it's just your imagination isn't it very much and it's not something that requires, like I mentioned before, a perfect environment, a perfect setting. Of course, it's nice. It's mm -hmm. comfortable and it's ideal to have a quiet setting, at least for a meditation here or there, or maybe one meditation session a day. But really, ultimately, once you connect with these tools, grounding being one of them, 
the whole idea is that you integrate it into your daily life. It's not yeah. meant to be something that you're sitting up on a mountain meditating for years on end with no contact with humanity, although that is lovely and many people devote their life to that. There are other ways, and I think in a lot of ways, the challenge or maybe the intention or the purpose of all of this rather is that we integrate it into our life, like into the chaos and the grit of daily life and really make it work for us. And also people can sense that. So they learn, oh, like maybe without even having a conversation, they just sense something is different in you. They look at it and go, okay, there's another way of being. I'm curious. I want to explore that. So it has this ripple effect that impacts not only you, but all the people around you. Totally. So yes, we can actually meditate and we can just ground while we are out and about doing our things and just do it that way. What do you think actually happens when we ground? That's interesting. To look at that question, I would consider what does it mean to have energy in the body? We are energetic beings and energy moves and changes. It's never static. Even if we think it is, it's never static. It is constantly changing. And so when we ground, it's not that we're freezing ourselves in a point in time, or we're grounding ourselves to the point that we're immobile. We're grounding in order to release and let go. And that letting go is not that we're losing something, not that we can't get back our energy. Rather, it's that we're releasing the things that we do not need in our space. We're effectively making more space for ourselves and releasing the energy that is not you. I think you said it beautifully. Yes, releasing the energy that's not you, just vibrating more as you. Because there's a lot that happens. We just consciously, unconsciously take maybe other judgments, other thoughts, other energies into our space as well. Maybe somebody else's expectations of us, societal expectations, all that thing gets cramped into us. And then it's coming back to ourselves as a center and just releasing everything where I'm holding on to stuff. For sure. For me, I'm thinking of even throughout childhood and throughout different points in my life, but even as a child in like early formative years, sometimes you take, you think that's part of what you are supposed to do when connecting with another person is to take on the energy of that other person. You may not call it as such, but it happens. And so I only started to truly understand that when I started to look at using a tool such as grounding and noticing the shift in my space and how it feels in the body and my mind as well, when I release this energy to the earth using a grounding. And I notice, whoa, maybe I don't need to take everybody's information in. Maybe I can still be present for them, but not have them completely permeate my space. The way I discovered that was to notice the difference, the contrast, when I released the energy of other people and things, and then really sensed my own space, where my space ended and another person or things began. Yeah, it's very practical that way. Like you're right, that when you're grounded, it's not that you become less empathetic to someone else, but when they're talking, you can actually be more neutral, maybe even better, because you are not 
giving your worry to them. You're not getting worried by them. You can just be there. They can be themselves. You're giving them space to be themselves and you're giving you space to be yourselves. Like the whole day, the whole thoughts, everything frees up. You're not getting that noisy chatter or just a worry in your mind. You can be more present. It's really helped me in my teaching as well, both as a clairvoyant teacher and meditation teacher, as well as a teacher throughout the day with younger children. When I'm grounded, it creates a center point and everybody in turn feels grounded in the space. Not that they're grounding through me or trying Mm -hmm. to link into me or I'm taking on their energy, but rather it's almost like without speaking, it's unspoken, all of them. It's just Mm -hmm. a sensation that, oh, everything's calm. It's okay. And this has been particularly effective when working with children that are neurodivergent or have learning disabilities and need someone to be that touch point so that they are able to, in turn, learn and feel seen and heard. So it has a very practical application, and I've used it in many different areas of my life. Absolutely. I think what you're saying is that when we ground, when we just be ourselves in our space, be giving permission to others as well to be in their space and especially children they are just more connected and so when they sense that sense of peace they channel into their own peace as well and they find that zone absolutely yeah. and i've seen that day in and day out and i also see the contrast when i'm not <laughs> grounded or have not grounded my space yep and my son continues to remind me of the same thing as well absolutely <laughs> Thanks so much for your time, Natalie. This has just been absolutely amazing. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'll put up a link for the grounding ebook in our podcast notes. And we'll still continue chatting with you after this because I do want to explore later on around your meditating classes as well. For so sure. Thanks so much. And we will have you again. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Life podcast. I couldn't thank you enough. I love sharing these messages about improving our life, just playing with meditation and simply reframing our thoughts, having a better life in that process, healing and creating a life that we really want. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you can, just pop in a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. That really helps other people find it as well. It helps me share this message far and wide with more people around the world. If you wanted to share or listen to some of the resources that I've mentioned in this podcast as well, you can just browse through the show notes or you could also visit the website at artoflifecenter.com. That's where you can also find my upcoming classes. And of course, you're more than welcome to join me and I would love to see you there. Thank you again for joining me on the Art of Life podcast. I will see you next week with a fresh new episode. Till then, keep crowning. Love your life. Bye-bye.